Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we approach this scripture this morning, Lord, I ask that you put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And if I misspeak today, Lord, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If you want to turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 2, we're going to be verses 1 through 4. Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. Your jokes are lame. What a cutting thing to hear this morning. <laughs> Your jokes are lame. That may be the best thing I've heard all week. So power, power can be an amazing thing. It can be used in two ways. Power can be unleashed or it can be harnessed, right? Two ways of dealing with it. Say, let's take the energy of a 10-gallon can of gasoline, right? If you drop a match into the gas can, it's going to be unleashed, right? It's going to be explosive. Or you can channel 10 gallons of gasoline through a car engine, right? You can channel it through the engine, a controlled burn, and it'll transport a family to the port at Galveston for a cruise ship for 350.8 miles from here, from the pulpit, just so y'all know. I'm planning. But explosions, are, they're spectacular and they're, uh, they're, they're great to watch, but the controlled burns last longer and they're uh, more effective. And the Holy Spirit works both ways. On that morning of the, of the uh, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit exploded onto the scene and its presence was like tongues of fire, it tells us. And thousands were affected by this one burst of, of God's power. But the Holy Spirit also works through the church, the institution that God created to, uh, to share the message of Christ. And it burns long and lasting through our worship and our fellowship and our service. Acts 2, chapter 1 through 4 is our sermon text. I just turned the page on it. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared upon, among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. So today we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. So this is the day that we remember when the disciples received the Holy Spirit in a very special way. The story in Acts 2 describes um, this powerful wind and tongues of fire as the Holy Spirit was poured out on all the people that had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Jewish feast. And at the first Pentecost, it tells us we believe that over 3,000 people were baptized, creating the first church. And this is why Pentecost is known as the birthday of the Christian church. The word Pentecost comes from a Greek word meaning 50th. Now the Jewish festival of Pentecost falls on the 50th day after Passover. And on that day God gave the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now us Christian folk, we celebrate Pentecost 
on the 50th day after the resurrection, 50 days after Easter. This day, Pentecost, concludes the celebration and the work of the church uh, that was begun on Easter Day. And in the early Christianity, Easter Day was primarily for baptisms. It, they, the newly baptized were trained in basic Christian doctrine. Uh, they got uh, Jesus 101 is what they got. And on Pentecost, these newly trained Christians would go out. They would be commissioned to go out and do the work of the church. There are two colors that we think of when we think of Pentecost. We think of red, obviously, and that is, the, is, that is symbolizing the, the flames that were on each of their heads, the tongues of fire that empowered the apostles. And then the white is used because Pentecost was the day of baptisms. So um, that's, that's where we get the red and the white from for Pentecost. And the season after Pentecost is the time of the church year to support new disciples with the whole congregation living out the gifts that we were given in the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we, we begin a new chapter in our, in our church year. We, we are, uh, we're going to commission you, the disciples, to go out and do work. This is, this is what you're being called to do starting today. You may have been doing it yesterday and the day before. That's fine. We're going to commission you again to go out and begin a new year of work in the church to share the message of Jesus Christ with anybody and everybody. That's what we're called to do. Pentecost is one of the greatest stories of Scripture, right? It's, it's like an action movie that's got some mystery built into it. Uh, the disciples were transformed from men hiding in fear to boldly going into the streets of Jerusalem and, and sharing the message of Christ. Pentecost doesn't really fit into our rational idea of things, though. It, 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 what it does is it requires us to think about our own personal Pentecost. Our own personal Pentecost. You know, the, the truth is, we tend to think, let me just, just show of hands, who thinks they're the center of the universe? Raise your hand, would you? The little guys can get away with it because they really are the center of the universe. But we can't do that. We are not the center of the universe, right? There are a lot of things going on. I didn't even look back here. Did anybody raise their hand? The, the entire choir went. We, 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 we live our lives day to day, but there's a whole world that's going on around us that we don't really pay attention to a lot. There's things that we don't know about happening every minute of every day. And Pentecost offers us an opportunity to see the world beyond our own. Having heard the story of Pentecost, we have an opportunity to choose. We can wake up in the morning and believe whatever it is that we want to believe or whatever it is that the world wants us to believe. You can turn on channel 8 or channel 4 or channel 11 or CW and you can listen to the news and you can believe whatever it is that they want you to believe. Or you can believe the truth that we know. That, there's, that, that there is more in our world than just what we know. There's a spirit world moving around us at all times. The Holy Spirit is forever at work and, and battling the demons. Of, you know, that we talk about not every spirit is of God. And so you've got this spiritual warfare battle going on at all times and in all places. But the Holy Spirit is there to protect us. We are not alone. Pentecost is not just about hearing the truth but figuring out how we ought to live in the light of that truth, how we move forward from here. We know where we've been, 
and we know where we think we need to be. How do we get there? And this is the way we move forward. It's called liminal space, that space in between. At Pentecost, those first Christians began to see the truth of reality, that Jesus was raised and that he had set out to do something that nobody had ever done in the history of the world before. Instead of living in fear, they began to live these bold and daring lives. They began to dream new dreams and have new visions, what the choir was singing about earlier. They dreamed dreams and they had visions. And they, they, they shared freely of their resources with one another. They took care of each other. That's what the church is called to do. And we do that. Someone has a funeral or, or, or a need, we reach out and we take care of them. That's what we do. That's what we're called to do, to live in that community. They welcomed and they helped the poor. They remained steadfast and faithful to God. They embraced people of every tribe and nation. But they stayed bold in their purpose even when the Romans were hunting them down and killing them. Now, friends, we don't, have, we don't have a government that's hunting us down and killing us. We, we don't. We can worship freely, which makes you, begs the question, why are our pews not full if we can worship freely? Do they just not know? Do they just not care? How many people, this, is, this, is, this, one's, this one's directed right at you. How many people did you invite to church with you this week? Come sit with me at church. The power of Pentecost reminds us that we are not alone, that we have not been left without help. The power of Pentecost is that the Holy Spirit is poured out on all people to help us live life new. It's ready to help us to believe and to survive and to remain courageous. The Holy Spirit guides us toward obedience, like we talked about last week, being obedient to God. Our goal today is to remember that Pentecost comes to us personally. It comes to us individually. It does come to us corporately, but it attacks us personally. It ought to attack us, our, our, our thoughts and our minds and our, our convictions. We tend to forget that we are called to be a means through which the God, that God pours out the Spirit on all flesh to our neighbors, to the hurting and the broken, and to the least and the lost. We are called to imagine with them and to assure them of God's kingdom, the welcoming community in which they are moved from the last in line to the first. That's scriptural. We called our, we're called to a place... Uh, to put ourselves in their shoes, to speak their language, to hear their words, to share the good news of love, mercy, grace, and peace in terms that they understand. I told the, the early service this morning, um, I don't like to preach those, those $15 words, those lofty seminary scholarly words. I don't like to use them because nobody gets them. I mean, maybe they get them at Highland Park where you've got the entire staff of, of SMU going to church. Maybe they get them. But normal folks don't like to hear that stuff, I don't think. Who likes to hear big, lofty words? I'll work on it next week if you do. <laughs> Nobody? Thank God. I don't like those words. We want to we share the message of Jesus Christ in terms that they understand that all people will understand. We're called to be the community. No divisions, no cast-outs, no condescension. A place where we are equals, where we all pledge allegiance to one Jesus the Christ. 
We're called to turn over the tables of oppression and hate. And instead, we set a table of unity and peace and love. We're called into action. And you are called to go and do something that nobody has ever done before. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But we're supposed to create that here on earth so that people know more about Jesus Christ. So go. Go. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.